0: FM to get started. Hello, Resistance. We're coming to you live from the Man in the High Castle After Show. We are talking the finale, the finale, and we have a very special guest. Did you like how it ended? We shall discuss. Stay tuned.
2: I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the
0: buzz what's up welcome to the man in the high castle after show we are talking the finale of the whole show which is crazy yeah season four episode 10 fire from the gods (laughs) and we have a very special guest we have inspector keto via skype jolt de la fuente welcome sir
3: Hey, so happy to be here, you guys.
0: (laughs) Yay! Uh, Well, and then we'll go down the line real quick. My name is Carrie Lane. I'm joined by my awesome panelists.
1: Yes, I am Belle Blankenship, and... I am Rachel Goodman, and I just want to say I appreciate the title, especially after Hawthorne's Prometheus reference a couple Ah, episodes ago. Nice. (laughs) Uh, We're going to be breaking
0: down the finale, and Mm -hmm. we're going to go through some of the major characters, and then, Joel, as these moments happen, please chime in on your experience in the show, and we'll be asking you questions as well. Plus, we have some fun behind-the-scenes photos that uh, we got special (laughs) access to, and we can't wait to share them with you. But uh, first, let's have everybody say what they thought of the finale. A lot of people on Twitter were all kinds of opinions. Belle, what did you think? Yeah, I was really nervous, because everything I
2: saw was just like, oh, we're like... We don't like how it ended, whatever. And so I was sure I was going to watch it, be super disappointed. But I actually really loved it. I feel like this is the first time I could breathe (laughs) since (laughs) the beginning of the show. Um, So, yeah, I honestly, I mean, I do have some questions about the end that I'd love to get into. But all in all, I was very happy with it.
0: (laughs) Rachel
1: uh i am i feel unsettled with the ending oh i mm. don't necessarily dislike it i appreciate what they did especially given the source material with philip k dick's book mm. um so it feels like it fits it fits the tone of the novel, mm. so I appreciate that. I do appreciate what they're trying to say with the ending and the portals opening up. Um, and I, I, I feel like it does feel characteristic with John Smith at the very end. Mm. I just felt kind of unsettled with where they left us with a lot of um, openings where they maybe, you know, like it just felt like we don't know what's going to happen. Um, but I appreciated it. Yeah. There are a lot of closed doors and a lot of
0: open-ended questions. <laughs> yes. uh, I find it was a satisfying enough ending for me of a lot of characters. I'm, I felt their direction where they ended up was satisfying enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think the end with the portal was a bit more open-ended. I'm like, wait a minute, I have mm-hmm. questions. But I didn't feel like, oh, it's the end. I felt like, <laughs> oh, okay. That was,
1: I feel like, okay, that's a good
0: package. Yeah.
1: And I just want to say one more thing, too, that I I feel like what does make it satisfying is the fact that characters that um, had done terrible things didn't Mm -hmm. just weren't just let off the hook either. Mm -hmm. So I will say that that was very um, I appreciated that. Mm -hmm. And
0: Joel, how do you feel about the ending in general? And then how do you feel about the ending for your character? This has been a long run Mm -hmm. four seasons. Uh, How do you feel about all that? (laughs)
3: <laughs> it's, it's fun to um it's so much fun to sit back you know because we we've spent so long working on uh the story and on these characters and uh, uh for those of us who have been sort of working um without an audience you know to finally put it out in front of people and to hear all of these um strong and varied responses is just it's so fun and interesting and um you know, just to see how uh, the work that we do provokes such strong reactions. You know, like it's it's hard because, uh, you know, I've been working on the show for almost five years now. And it's it's hard to sort of say goodbye goodbye to it and to have to bring things to an end. And I think uh, for viewers, too, I think everyone has – even if you don't have a specific idea of what you want, I think there's a certain feeling that certain people feel like they want to have when they're ending something that they've spent so much time with. And so I think w- – you know, when people have, um, feelings of frustration or, um, anger in some cases, or that sort of nostalgic wistfulness, you know, it's all sort of, I think, tied into this, this knowledge that we have as, as participants that it's ending, you know, like we all know it's ending. And I think that creates an interesting dynamic, um, when you approach a final episode or a final season, uh, for, for me, it was, you know, it just, um, was a, a Uh, sweet sorrow you know like it's 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 such a wonderful job such a wonderful role to have gotten a chance to work on and and it was sad to say goodbye Mm
0: -hmm. we'll get into it more later but uh, briefly how do you feel about your character where we leave off with keto Mm -hmm.
3: uh i loved it i mean i i I think um there was a lot of conversation about it i uh, you know i love the fact that he is different than he was at the end than when we first saw him at the beginning. I think there's Mm -hmm. been a lot of sort of, um, fracture and change like over the season, uh, over the seasons. Um, but I also appreciate what you guys said too, that, um, we must never forget that, uh, some of these characters do terrible, horrific things. And in the end, I think everyone has to, um, no one gets away unscathed. You know, I think, uh, um, It's 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 very um, important to say that, you know, keto joining the yakuza. It's not if if you could draw it up. There's no worse thing um, (laughs) that (laughs) that keto that could happen to keto. I mean, I think death would be easier for keto than to join the yakuza. Um, So it's a huge sacrifice that he chooses um, in order to save his son. This Mm.
0: is very true. Yeah. Um, So we're gonna go through some of the other characters and their journeys and then uh, Joel if you have feelings on any of those uh, moments feel free to chime in. Uh BCR man they do so much and I was so glad to see their impact of them when they hijack the news. Oh. Wow. oh <laughs> that that so was great. a great
2: moment. Uh, yeah.
0: And then mentions that you are all to you know everybody watching you're slaves to humanity's greatest lie. Mm-hmm. And uh, Americans, the American promise
2: mm-hmm.
0: wasn't fulfilled. Oh, uh, and then just resist. <laughs> but also, Bell makes a great point of like, okay, mm-hmm. you don't have to fight, um, but you need to. You could, your gun got yeah. jammed. Like you could do something else because not everybody in that world or even mm-hmm. any world could like kill someone and be like, yes, oh, no problem. But you know, mm-hmm. they could do something.
2: Yeah. What did you all
0: think of those moments?
2: Yeah, I feel like well, I think what I love that that scene really incited was Jennifer and Helen's confrontation because Mm -hmm. you know, that's when they keep the TV on and I love when Jennifer tells Amy to go to her room. Yes! (laughs) She's like, you're not going to want to hear this. Yep. Um, And then it's just all, I mean, then just everything, I mean, all the truth comes out and I really think to me that like this whole beginning of this episode, I think we were, you know, still wondering what's Helen going to do, because that was the big question. The last episode, is she actually going to, you know, give up John or not? And I felt like once she could see how disappointed Jennifer was, uh, that to me was the moment that was like, I this is now she has to make a choice. Um, so I just thought that was a really powerful scene, and just I feel like this episode's a lot about atonement, not only for keto and his son, mm-hmm. but also for Helen and her daughter. So I feel like it's just kind of these this generational clash and just trying to make up for all the wrong that kind of all the parents have done
1: and Rachel it, it's interesting, mm-hmm. kind of speaking to Helen. We forget because – not necessarily forget, but just maybe that's not the focus. Um, We know that Helen was part of all of this, that she did a lot of terrible things too. And it's almost – it's also because she didn't do anything to try and stop it or walk away when she could. Mm -hmm. And she made a Mm -hmm. choice to be part of something so terrible That now um, as we kind of went with her and went with from her point of view this season, Mm -hmm. we I think most of the fans wanted her to be able to walk away with it from this without any major repercussions of what she had done. But I think Mm -hmm. that when we see that moment with Jennifer, we realize, no, like just because she's doing the right things now Mm -hmm. does not necessarily forgive what she did in the beginning. And we're reminded of that and reminded that maybe she's not going to have the best outcome.
2: Yeah, and I think another, just talking about the BCR moment that I really loved, was when Lem pulls out the American flag. And it kind of made, even me, it kind of makes me forget for a second just, you know, how much I feel like we can take that for granted. And I actually, I didn't really see that scene going the way it did. I was thinking it was going to be a really beautiful, I mean, it was still a beautiful moment, but it was almost like, because they were just saying this flag has never done anything for them. Well,
0: we also have to remember that this is... Pre, this is around, well, it's like the 60s and mm-hmm. um, not a good time period, period exactly. for people of color. No. So yep. for them, it's not like, yay, like <clears throat> right. if you were white, sure, but. Well,
1: they make a great point. They're mm-hmm. like, that's not the world we want. Yeah, and it was never the world that they want. Like for yeah. just the way that just with slavery and even the Jim Crow laws later, mm-hmm. that why would why would it, why would people yeah. persecuted under that flag want that flag back? Yeah,
2: right. So it's like I, under yeah. each flag they've been oppressed. Yeah. So I do actually love that it took that direction. That she was like, we mm. just need a totally new flag. We need everything new.
0: <laughs> so Joel, so what did great. you think of those segments of the resisting and
3: different forms of resistance. I was on set the day they were shooting that scene. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, there were a lot of rewrites that were happening, you know, Mm -hmm. always Mm -hmm. throughout, you know, the show. But um, the power of the American flag and what it says to us as viewers and us as people who live in our current reality is one thing. And when I think the scene was initially written, I think the scene was going in that direction originally. I think it was Lem takes out the flag and there's this sort of feeling of, you know, we can we can have this again. But I think there was a lot of dialogue about that and these reminders that look there there has been no civil rights movement here. Mm-hmm. There's been none of that here. And and even if there had been, I think you know when Bell has that uh news conference like you were talking about and she says, "Look, um you don't have to um you don't have to be an active participant in the solution, but let's all just admit that there's a problem, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and that I think that, you know, all of this speaks, you know, it, it affects all of the characters. It's like what you're saying about Helen, which is that, you know, we may come to our own uh, truths about our our involvement in, in the world that we live in, but and, but it's. You know, people talk about, well, it was it, it wasn't fair what happened to this character or, you know, it wasn't fair what happened to that character. Well, this world is not fair. This is a brutal, terrible, um, uh, quick acting, um, crazy world. And so, you know, there's no saying what's going to happen to anybody. You know, really, the only thing you can hope for these people is that they're at least aware that they are a part of um, the tapestry of whatever happens in it. You know that you take. Um, some, you have some kind of awareness about, uh, that you lived in this world and impacted it. Even if you chose not to do anything, that's your choice in this world, you know? So Helen makes her choice. And, um, I think a lot of people feel like she made, you know, the quote unquote right choice, but she still has to, um, bear the consequences in this terrible world. And, and she pays the final price, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of Helen and also essentially tying into today's world and the world of the show, how her daughter, t- Jennifer, tells her, you killed them. And Helen's response is, it was a different time. Mm-hmm. Also, it was just one step and then 20 years. And that kind of talks about oh, how, yeah. like, behavior, not to justify it, but how some people can go down that road and, and that's mm-hmm. why you maybe need to start making changes. Be like, nope, need to yeah. not yeah. go down that path at all because yeah. it's just, and she says that they didn't ask questions.
2: Yeah. <sighs> it's I like, think, mm. I, I guess I, yeah. And I feel like that was obviously this has been the central conflict with John from the beginning. And the big question has been is, has he started to really believe this philosophy or is he still surviving after all these years? And as we can see, It was kind for him. It was kind of the point of no return. But you know, the same well could have been argued for keto. But because keto, you know, was in pretty deep. But I feel like he also kind of came to his senses, and at the end, you know, has the beautiful moment with his son. But he still does have to atone for everything that he's done. Um, And then, of course, you know, John does too, which leads to his death. But yeah, I just feel like that was a really it, it was it was powerful just to kind of see. That It's so easy to get so deeply into something that you've believed in for years, but then you do have these other, you know, like General Whitcroft, who ends up kind of being the savior we all needed all along. Oh, I'm so (laughs) glad that somebody
0: was like that. But you have to believe that in this world, too, um, the book and the real world, Mm -hmm. of, you know, like there are some people that maybe they're too scared to act which is a a little bit of a plot line in the new Star Wars too of like you need somebody else to show like to fight back because you don't want to be the first or the only
1: one. Mm -hmm. Yeah and it's kind of speaking of Star Wars it's not like these are Palpatines. These are people who are very (laughs) gray area. (laughs) Yeah and so it's hard like we want we want Keto and John Smith. We want them to do the right things Mm -hmm. because we've seen that there's a human side to both of them Mm -hmm. and the hard thing with John Smith is we've seen the alt we've seen the alternate john smith we've Mm -hmm. seen the man that he could be and we we see the john smith that we've gotten to know over these Mm -hmm. last four seasons Mm -hmm. and how he had opportunities where he could Mm -hmm. do more than what he was doing especially at the end Mm -hmm. where he could have he had control of america Mm -hmm. he could have turned it in a positive direction that brought back the america that he knew
0: i was kind of hoping i was like oh man maybe i (laughs) still i was holding out hope for john smith and i'm like, and.
1: Are we, can we move, are we talking about him now or do you want me to? Uh, yeah, no, John and Helen, because we also get that moment
0: with John Helen when he's talking with the resistance and I mm-hmm. love Helen saying, I wouldn't
1: want their son, well, she wouldn't want Thomas to see what they've become. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, mm. And the moment we get from John Smith where I feel like we have not seen this before is that he finally recognizes that what he had been doing was wrong. Yeah. And I feel like he is so, um, like closed-lipped about it, and he doesn't really even speak to Helen about mm-hmm. it. We don't get much of... We don't get much of that external thought process. Is so that the moment when he's like, mm-hmm. I don't know
0: how to stop? I don't know yeah, how to stop, yeah. Awesome. We
1: finally get that he recognizes that he has not been doing the right thing.
0: When uh, he was ready to kidnap Alt world Thomas and bring oh, him back. I, I was like, nope, you're coming. done. <laughs> like, yeah,
2: for some reason, I never th- even consider that. I, the whole time, I was thinking, oh, he's gonna just try to go into the. I thought he was going to go there. there. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't even consider him kidnapping Thomas and bringing him back. Yeah, but that just to me also speaks at Helen's character because originally it, it seemed like when he was talking to her that. He might have been able to sway her a little bit because, you Mm -hmm. know, she was breaking down a little bit at the beginning. But I love that she stays strong. And I think it real that came down to after having that conversation with Jennifer and just realizing, you know, she made the ultimate sacrifice. I actually wasn't sure when I saw her on the train. I was like, did she change the plans with Juliana now that she's I think she
0: knew as soon as she got on that train. She was like, like, I'm glad she 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 told John. She's like, you know what? Um, I did it. She was like, I was told me. the resistance. <laughs> um, oh, okay. So, kind of them leading into John's end with Juliana, how do we feel? And then, uh, Joel, I'd like your opinion as well, because <laughs> Keto gets to essentially interact with people in other ways, too. Yeah. Of um, Juliana doesn't kill John.
2: Right. So
1: she's not a murderer. I appreciated that. Yeah. Um, I also thought it was very characteristic of someone from a Nazi regime to mm. kill themselves mm-hmm. because that was typically what had happened in mm-hmm. that time period. Don't be taken captive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I appreciated that. I. So from that aspect, I was like, okay, this makes sense. And I like that Juliana did not kill him. But mm. I... That's where this kind of unsettled feeling comes from for me, mm. is I, I don't know how I feel about it ending like that, where he just took the coward's way out. Even mm. as characteris- as characteristically plausible as it is, mm-hmm. I still too easy? wanted more <laughs> from that moment.
2: Yeah, I, I know what you're saying, I, I, because I've been kind of torn, too. I... Because in a moment, it might have been very sweet if Juliana could have once and for all killed him. So it's like this big moment. But, you know, we were talking and I mean, they did kind of they did have a moment at the very end together, you know, because they have both gone through a lot of the same things. Yep. Um, Yeah, I just I don't know how else, though they could have really... Because I, I don't think I would have been satisfied if she killed him, just because, I mean, they've both been, just been through so much. But it did almost seem, like, too quick, and now he's gone. And we're like, but well, wait.
0: So, well, That's Joel, it. what'd you think of that ending for your rival, John yeah. Smith?
3: <laughs> did did that scene remind you at all of... Um, it, that scene, like, had some... Uh, Uh, It it reminded me a little bit of the scene between Keto and um, Frank at the end of uh, season three in the sense that two characters who find themselves in a situation where they can't both exist together Mm. anymore and they're sort of hurtling towards one another. And then when they finally get to this moment where they're together in the same place in the same time, this sort of the interaction between them is a little unexpected in the sense that. Mm. Um, in both instances I feel they have a communication that is more intimate um, and less hateful than you would think because they are adversaries but in the end they've both learned so much from the other yeah. in a way that they couldn't learn from anybody else like John like John says it to her, John says it to Julian it's like you you are the only person I've come across that I can have this conversation with, you've seen it, you've yeah. been to this other place yeah. so you know how hard uh, you, you've seen, um, you know, you've seen that it doesn't matter. I mean, it, it sort of raises this other interesting question because, you know, um, you all were sort of lamenting, uh, or debating his choice, you know, John's quote unquote choice of, you know, uh, I, you know, I can't stop it now. And when you talk about the fact that you've seen this other reality and now we know as viewers that there it's a multiverse, there's, mm-hmm. there's infinite realities, right? So then does it sort of change your view? Do you suddenly sort of think, well, then maybe there is no choice, maybe because every time you make a choice, there's a different reality. So this reality is John Smith is is that his is that the tragedy that he was stuck in this? There's nothing he could have done. So when he actually says, I don't know how to stop this reality, he doesn't know how to stop. I mean, it's something to consider, you know, because in some ways. You can think of him as, as a tragic hero where he somehow lost the ability to choose because of his actions leading up to that point. But knowing about the multiverse, it raises the philosophical question, maybe there is no free will. Maybe there is no ability to choose.
0: Ah. I had kind of wondered that yeah. in the sense of our characters fated to interact with each other as well. We had talked about that.
1: Especially mm. with Tagome in seasons past where he, he had noticed. He had met the other Juliana. And that how yeah. certain people always seem to be driven toward each other. Yep. No matter what mm. reality we were in. I, yeah. I mean,
0: yeah. I would like to think that for John, the only way he could have stopped is at the beginning. Like, that's a snowball that should have stopped after, like, yeah. he made those early decisions. And after that, it's it's too far gone. Or if he had been, like, the double agent that I had been hoping for. Yeah. That's what I
1: was hoping for, too. Uh, but he was not. <laughs> yeah. I feel like with John, it all... He went through the point of no return mm-hmm. when he watched his friend go away. Yes. And did yes. not even try to do anything. That was the yeah. moment
2: he could, that sh- could have been the moment
1: that changed everything. A- and yeah. I think that when we saw him go to the alt world mm-hmm. and see his friend, mm-hmm. I think he recognized that, that yeah. there was no other choice. Like Joel had said, that there's, there, that's it. Like there's mm-hmm. no stopping it now. I mm-hmm. am who I am. Mm. Man. But then the real question is, is it the person or is it the world that creates yeah. the person? True.
3: Mm, that's cool. Well, we These are the great questions. Yeah.
1: You'll <laughs> <laughs> we'll never know
0: unless you actually know. Uh, any other funny. thoughts on John and Helen? I mean, it's... I, I do think Helen... I i did a part of me want her to escape with her daughters. But uh, it is true yeah. that she was a bystander for a lot of these atrocities and didn't do anything. That i I feel it's a fitting... Air quotes punishment for her, but she took care of her daughters, and she made the point mm-hmm. too that their youngest daughter is like that. We've lost her; yeah. her mind belongs to the state. So I really hope Amy can change. I'm like, please, yeah, um, yeah. But I think they can because it's one of those once it gets out of like this is not like the right mm-hmm. way. Maybe like she's young enough that maybe we hope. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's <laughs> but, not
1: yet in a place of agency. Yeah. yeah,
0: I feel Helen like her going out was satisfying enough i'm glad she told Mm -hmm. john essentially got it all off chest of like you know what this is where we stand um this is all the stuff i've been (laughs) holding back from you and i wanted to tell you for so long so i'm glad she did that and john i mean it's it's it is the coward's way out for him of how he did that but i'm fine with how that ended so yeah buttoned ends of like yeah yeah, I think I'm.
2: I'm pretty sad. I mean, I, I like I, even when Helen died, it was sad. But it, to me, it was almost like that's just the way it needed yeah, to go. You know, I just, I don't think I would have been happy if she mm-hmm. had lived. I just, I, it wouldn't have had that really kind of magic moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do love, especially when John is kind of saying his plan to get Thomas into this universe how I it, it was obvious that he was so sure that she was going to be on board. And you could just tell how... She's like, no. Uh, I'll say, like, he just did not really... Like, I feel like until he says it out loud, to him it was not crazy at all. And then, you know, kind of Helen being his backboard just made him, re- like... Now you can just really see he is a desperate man that, you know, is in mourning still.
0: Small thing to his credit. I was yeah. glad at how hurt he was when she died. Y- yes. <clears throat>
2: like how
1: broken he was at, yeah. when she was yeah. gone. I was like, well, yeah. give that was that. Thing. I kind yeah. of figured, too, that he could not live without her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> then, oh,
0: Joel, any final thoughts on John and Helen? <laughs>
3: Uh, well, just how amazing Shayla and Roof are. like they mm-hmm. just do such great work. Um, the scene between um, uh, Helen and Jennifer, you know, it really is. It's it's such a great scene, and it I think it's the first time the show definitively says what the point of view is of the show, which is that mm-hmm. fascism is bad yeah. without question. Like I think that there's so much ambiguity. And so much exploration of gray that I think there's a lot of worry sometimes when people are watching because they don't know mm. it, it's not it's not crystal clear what the point of view is from, you know, uh, the people up on high. But I think, you know, when Helen looks at Jennifer and says what we did was wrong and she and but we did these things and um, we have to be responsible for them. And it, it was hard, but. Yes, it was absolutely wrong. I think that's so important for the show. I think it's so important that it happens when it happens and that, um, you know, we know unequivocally that, um, you know, no one is on board with this kind of a world.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: The other resistors, we have Juliana and Wyatt, which they get a nice, I guess, they get a good ending (laughs) slash very open ending. Uh, They also bring up the point with Bellows essentially about the portal that something is coming. Uh, Well, Bellows is present. But uh, is the portal good or bad, or is Mm. it how it's being used?
2: Yeah, I was wondering, when they kind of were having this conversation, at that point, I was like, well, are they trying to destroy it, or trying to control it? And at the end, it you know, it's still a little ambiguous. Can anyone mm-hmm. really control it? Because she even says that herself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of... She said it's only bad because the Nazis are in charge of it. So, you know, it. I, I really like that conversation as well. Mm-hmm. And I think it, you know, speaks a lot about the portal.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Rachel. So I just want to point out right now that the, the book might kind of like point out why they went in that direction Mm -hmm. the book was slightly different um at the very end juliana crane um she it's this whole thing where they discover this book called the grasshopper lies heavy um Mm -hmm. which basically points out that there's this other world where the allies won world war ii Mm -hmm. and that this world that they're in is wrong And it's more about um, the characters that are in this world realizing they're living in a false world and Mm. their eyes are open. So I feel like this kind of more ambiguous ending with the portal where people are coming in is – it's a different way of showing the same thing where people who are in this Mm. world, they're going to learn the truth from people who are entering who know what could be um, Mm. and what other other realities are out there and that people don't have to be living in this world that they – you know, they were otherwise – they were ignorant to the outside and what what other opportunities and possibilities exist out there.
3: So what a lovely way to say it. That was yeah. really – Thank
1: you. <laughs> Thank you.
3: Please, um, please put that on Twitter. <laughs> please put that on Twitter I will. ASAP. <laughs>
0: Well, it's interesting, too, because we don't we know some specifics of the portal, like the mm-hmm. actual practical thing. You can't go somewhere if you, another you exist, but how do you check? Like, how do you know without risking yeah. it? And then, I mean, that's where I feel it's a little more open-ended because, like, mm-hmm. why it's like, where are they coming from, Juliana's like, they're just yeah. coming from everywhere. And it's kind of like, well, what prompted them to come now? I mean, right. these aren't questions you necessarily need answered, but mm-hmm. are kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm curious on what the thought process was behind it in terms of, like, w- yeah. what made them go now. None of them brought stuff with mm-hmm. them. There was maybe a purse or two, but, you know, nobody's, like, backpacks ready, mm-hmm. and uh, are they coming to stay? Because, like, mm-hmm. if you're leaving a very different world and coming to this one, you might not like what you have and be like, who- nobody's turning right. around and going back, except for uh, we do have one person that went the other direction. <laughs> Hawthorne. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which for him, too, his wife doesn't exist in this world anymore, right. so he's like, uh, maybe go find her which they have that conversation that maybe they'll find each other right.
2: again and I think because I was trying to theorize who all these people were and I, like, I'm not sure if these are people who did die in the Nazi universe and now it's like they're coming from it's almost like kind of a way to start over it's like having a voice for all the ones who did die to kind of like enter this world you know make a new mm-hmm. and better world Um And I, you know, had done some reading as well. And it I think it was almost like John's death needed to happen because now it's like everyone's on the same like their paths are have been aligned now. It's like they're not in a bunch of different directions. It's like they're all going in one direction now. Um, But it's still, you know, it's. It, it's tough i like that it's a little open-ended though mm-hmm.
1: i i appreciated with everything that's going on now in 2020 2019 mm-hmm. i appreciated that they ended the show on this message of hope yes and that in a terrible world where things are going awfully things can always change and yeah. it's it is ambiguous because we didn't quite get this neat little package of an ending but mm-hmm. Um, we did end with this idea that it's never set in stone and that you Mm -hmm. were never stuck 100% in any bad situation and that power in numbers, people can come in and potentially change what's working so terribly. Mm -hmm. I I agree,
0: too. It definitely had that feeling of hopefulness. Like, we've – I mean – it would be interesting to see what happens next but I feel it's going in the direction of hopeful change and positive change Uh, but maybe we don't get some of the specifics but that's okay because it's like it ends enough Yeah. Um, I was going to say the other last character we haven't talked about their ending specifically are Keto uh, to work for Yakuza. I mean we've talked about it a little bit, um, mm-hmm. but yes, the parting with his son was just so like, oh, aw- I wanted a hug. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> oh, <bye>. <laughs> <laughs> or a pat on the shoulder, a pat
2: you know? on the back. Um, uh, yeah, I like like I think you know what you were saying, Joel, that really death would have been better for Keto than joining the Accuser, and that's something, I'm actually surprised, it just, that seems so inconceivable that I never predicted that in the last nine episodes, I don't think any of us saw saw that coming, I know I sure didn't, um, so yeah, I thought that was, and I, really it just shows how deeply he cares for his son, and when he has, you know, that special moment with Toru, it just... You know, this is finally, you know, we've said throughout the season that we love him, that we hate him. And now we can finally say that we really love him. So, Joel, on that note, would you what would be your favorite kind of transfer transformation moment for keto in the whole series?
1: <laughs> wow. Or <laughs> we can stick with not, the episode. Not to get you <laughs> with such a, a big question there. Yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, well, for this season, uh, I, I think. a a lot of stuff happened. Well, gosh, it's so hard because every, anytime you find a moment, it's attached to a moment that happened before Mm -hmm. it happened to a moment before. I mean, I think a lot of things happened with, uh, the scene with Frank in the desert, like Mm -hmm. his realization that they're a lot more similar than he realized that they sort of, they had this sort of meeting of the minds in the desert there. And then the death of Tagomi is huge, even Mm -hmm. though it happens off screen and his sort of, Comrade and also major adversary being gone. I think that, you know, uh, all of that leads to in the end his his solitary moments in the, uh, you know, in the gas chamber, those those moments, you know, with uh, um, watching everybody leave uh, Mm -hmm. the Pacific States and then that sort of hallucination he has with his son are, are, you know, that's that's when he sort of. Um, fully transforms into whoever he is now and then whoever he's going to become in the future. Although, you know, I, I think it's worth pointing out that um, there's some things that have been cut out, you know, that we shot that weren't included uh, in, in, in that last scene. Uh, two sort of um, uh, interesting things. Uh, one is keto has a line to his son. His son says, um, uh, you know, come with me. And keto says, I can't. There's so much I have to atone for. And he says, how can you atone? You're working for the you're working for the wolf, uh, you know, the Yakuza. And then Keto looks at him and says, he won't be the head of the Yakuza for much longer. Ooh.
0: You know, I kind of was wondering that in oh. terms of like, well, wait, if he goes yeah. in, could he be changing it from the inside? Yeah. Oh,
3: mm. what I sort of loved about that was that, you know, even in a state of aton- of atonement, even in his regret and in this sort of new worldview, keto is still always keto. That yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. that yeah, he's still, he, he, he cannot work under someone like uh, Okami for too long. And then the other thing about that last scene which is important to know is that scene is shot after his son gets on the boat
0: mm-hmm.
3: it, and if you look you can see there's someone sitting on the boat with his back to them and he turns and it's Childen and oh, then he well, Childen and he and gets he and, his note from the Yakuza uh... What
0: was that?
3: And then the last image you see of Childen uh, mm. In in the version that we shot that you don't see is children standing in the prow of the boat mm. uh, oh. heading off oh. Japan.
0: Ooh. Well, we see he gets his note. And so I was, I was I'm so glad you mentioned it cuz that was yeah. another character that I'm like I really liked his character and Yukiko and I'm like okay, <laughs> I just really hope she didn't turn around and come back as he was going there. Yeah. So I'm yeah. like okay, they That's get perfect. they get a happy ending essentially. I know. The
2: I the only thing I wish in this episode is that we could have seen a little bit more because of children because it was kind of rushed for him cuz you know, he comes in, he needs his... Rite of passage, and then of course you know keto bussing. and then you know th- there's more important things going on, of course. Yeah. Um, But I, I just really I wanted to be so happy for him in that moment, but it's just like there's too much going on. So but that's what it was like. Yeah, was rush, I know. Rush, rush. <laughs> but I didn't. I honestly didn't even yeah notice that him on the boat so i don't think i noticed him on the boat yeah i, supposed
3: to. I mean it, but, okay. but the way they had to cut it because of the shape of things you, you're, you're not supposed to know oh, like okay. it was, okay. the original attempt was to try to juggle all of these stories together um mm. you know the yeah. the mm. conception mm. Uh, the conception of the last season was you know this all happened over two seasons instead of one it was pitched mm. as a two season oh so, so. So, so the the fall of the japanese empire happened over would have happened over season four and then the collapse of the Reich would have happened in a season five.
1: Oh, Oh. that makes sense. Okay. So
3: basically in one season is
1: Joel, is there anything else you can share with us about what uh, we didn't get to see that, (laughs) (laughs) that was in the original script or one of the original scripts?
3: Um, I that that's a big one. I mean, um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to think of like uh, you know there are a bunch of smaller things. The thing that has a really small thing that I was really upset about losing was um there's a scene with Keto in his pajamas.
2: <laughs> oh, that been good. Oh
3: <laughs> and I'm so upset to lose it because you know there was so such an absence of personal of anything personal having to do with keto until the season. Yeah. And so there was a lot this season. And so I was so excited, you know, cause you never see him out, out of his work clothes and mm-hmm. to see him in his pajamas, I thought was really fun. But it also happens in a scene where he's pouring himself a cup of tea and you see that he has, um, his sons, he, he, he uh, you know, it's after he's kicked Toro out of the house, but there's two teacups there. Aww. And you see him yeah. earlier, like he's eating dinner alone and there's two tables. Uh, there's two play settings, like Aww. one for his son also. So you see the play settings first, and then when you see him in his pajamas with the two um, teacups, you see him take the one, his son's, get up, and he puts it away. Mm. And, and, um, mm-hmm. but I, So I was sad to lose that, mainly just because I wanted people to see Keto in his pajamas.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I need to there. post that on your Instagram. <laughs>
3: Uh, there is a there is a photo somewhere i'll have to put it yeah well
0: Well, actually um speak of before we get to some photos was there any other Mm -hmm. thoughts ladies on the finale um, I don't. Um, we need. We'll go through some quick pictures. But and any other yeah, quick thoughts on that? Yeah, I I don't think so. I, All I, right. Yeah. Hit <laughs> um right. We're just gonna look at a couple quick photos that Joel was so kind to share with us. Um, I love the infinity chamber room too that you sent. Oh, so I feel yes. like Hito wouldn't have been there, but
3: <laughs> that's true. It's cool, you got to go. It's it's an awesome. Uh, like everybody went to that room. I mean, you know, because uh. I I have no interaction mm. in that room, but I made a point of getting. It, it's sort of like. It was like the photo op of the of the season. Like everybody wanted to get into that amazing room that Drew designed, and it was such a challenge. I think to shoot in that room. I think both um, uh, Jim Hawkinson and Gonzalo Amat uh, loved the challenge of having to shoot in that room, and uh, it was just fun to be in there.
1: Joel, nice. it reminded me that shot. It reminded me of uh, Yayoi Kusama. I'm not sure if I'm saying, pronouncing the, the artist. The artist, yeah. yeah, with the affinity rooms and mirrors. Yes,
3: yes, yes. Sure. Yep. Uh, yep. Then
1: I like this one.
0: We get you smiling with your son, and also uh, our other special guests yeah, that we had this Rich. season. Yes. Uh, oh
3: yeah, we, we were. Uh, there was a lot of clowning around. You know, I think um, ah. when you're playing things that are so serious, I think. Uh, there's a lot of letting off of steam on the set, you know, Mm -hmm. like there's, there's a lot of joking around and stuff. And, uh, in all of the pictures, um, Sen, who plays Toru, is always pointing his gun at somebody. Ah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's pretty funny. That's funny.
0: Awesome. Yeah, that's a fun one. And then, um, a couple gentlemen, it looks like you're out in the woods, um... For those listening, uh, glasses and uh, red beard on one of them, and
3: <laughs> looks oh like yes, yes, that's um, uh, uh, is that's Kalen, uh, one of the writers and producers on our show, and in the middle, it's mm-hmm. David Scarpa, uh, one of the coach, sh- uh, the coach showrunner. For oh, cool. season four, and that's that's standing in front of the auction house. Um, oh, okay, nice, oh,
0: cool, that makes sense. It's so weird to see Kido smiling. <laughs> I know,
3: out <laughs> <all> of his <laughs> element.
0: Uh, we also get uh, sound with the boom next to a nice samurai suit, which it looks like it probably was the auction house as well.
3: No, that's actually in the um, in General Yamori's office. There's oh, a couple pictures there. I just cool. think that they did such a great job of building mm-hmm. out the Japanese side this year. Uh, mm-hmm. the set yeah. that they built there was, I mean, I it was truly grand and amazing there's you know there's another sh- shot of the massive screens um and then the huge statues with uh some of uh the crown Princess's retinue that are there
0: mm-hmm. um it,
3: it, it's just oh, a yep. gorgeous mm-hmm. uh huge set that i think they took those statues i think they're in amazon studios somewhere right now oh, so. very cool awesome, awesome.
0: Uh, well, people will have to check out your Instagram as well because I, I liked your. You had a behind the scenes of the stunt, too. <laughs> yeah. The shotgun, which oh, was cool. Yeah. <laughs> so people have to go look at your Instagram for that. Uh, Joel, unfortunately, we do have to wrap up. Thank you so much for talking with us. Yes. Anything else you would like to add at the end or anything else that uh, people can be on the lookout for that you're working on?
3: Well, I'd just like to say it's such a pleasure and uh, I'm so grateful to you guys for following the show and all the amazing uh, um, observations and uh, all the great things you have to say about it. So we're we're all really very grateful for it. So thank you so much. Aww. Thank you. Yay. Thank, thank, thank you. you. It's been a pleasure
0: <laughs> watching you as well as all the rest of Absolutely. the cast and crew's hard work come to life and mm-hmm. now sadly essentially end and yeah. end its life. But it's online forever and everybody can see it. That's right. <laughs> so again, thank you, Joel. Thank you so much.
3: Happy New Year, you guys. Happy
0: you New too. Year. Bye. And uh, Bye. bye. <laughs> uh, thank you so much to everybody who has watched and listened along this journey for the Man in the High Castle after show. It was awesome to talk with Joel at the end as well yes. as our other guests along the way. Uh, thank you so, so much to everybody who's mm-hmm. been part of this. Where can people
1: find you online? So, I am Rachel Goodman. You can find me on Twitter at Goodman or on my author Instagram account at RachelRadnerAuthor. If you are a fan of Ray Donovan, that's coming up next. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm heading over there to do the recap for that. Um, and then later tonight, I'm on the Witcher panel at 10pm Pacific Standard Time. <laughs>
2: Busy! <laughs>
0: and I am Belle Blankenship. You can find me on Instagram. That's at B is in Bell. E-B-E-N N S H I P. And my name is Carrie Lane. You can find me online at Carrie D Lane. That's K A R I D L A N E. Also tune into the Popcorn Talk Weekly. We talk about movies that came out in Box Office Breakdown. And also on After Buzz Anime, we talk about My Hero academia. So thank you so much for being part of this again. Yay. And we'll see you around.
2: Bye. 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 Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to After Buzz TV.